Gearheads know that some projects need so many parts, it feels like you need a whole storage unit just to store them. That's what eBay Motors' 122 million parts are for. Think of it as your virtual parts garage. They've always got the right fitment at the right prices. Use the eBay Motors app or visit ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. It is 1.33 on May 15th, and this is episode 8 of Writing Walks. I'm your guide, Alex Etelander. And today we're walking along the West Copeland Creek Trail. And I also have a special guest with me, I'm trying a little something different, and I brought my son along on this riding walks today, Owen Tillander. Hello! <laughs> We're gonna try, see if we can talk about riding a bit, see what we have to discuss. Well, I have been doing one book, writing a book called Spider Hour, that one I finished. Now I'm making one, which I've been referring to, like, in the seventh chapter. It's Spiral I'm like, in, I finished at chapter five. It's called Minecraft Without Style. Because it's my favorite thing at Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about your first book, The Spider. You said, what was it called? Spider Owen. All right, so where did you get the inspiration for doing that book? With Spider-Man. Which one? Was it the Into the Spider-Verse movie? Yeah. So what made you decide? While you were watching it or after you finished watching it? Yeah, I just, I just like the thing. I mean, I liked it pretty long before I even watched a Spider-Man movie. So you like just you just like Spider-Man, the superhero? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what made you decide, I want to write a story and make up my own story about it? I just like writing. Mm-hmm. Was it anything in the movie that you saw that made you think, well, I could write a story like this? Yeah, but or... one part is with the dying and all. Mm-hmm. That's the part I, I didn't like. So you weren't going to put that in your story? You didn't want to have any dying in your story? No. Mm-hmm. And where did the idea for, for your book come from? Like, what, what, was, what did the idea did you come up with? How did you make it different from the Into the Spider-Verse movie? Well, I thought of different things, just like when I got into the story that it made me think of different things, like my friends, a home, parents, like that kind of stuff, important stuff. So you were kind of writing from stuff you already knew about and putting that in the story? Yeah, and also, when I like, uh, oh, how do I think? Like, uh, when I had one idea, then that idea came, like, with another idea that was, like, attached to it. So an idea gave me another idea, giving me another idea. It's like, idea, give me an idea. So each idea you had led to another idea. That was when you were doing the writing, right? Yes. Ah, so you weren't, you weren't really, because sometimes when you write a book, especially if you're going to write like something long, you want to do what you call an outline, where you kind of make up your ideas for the story beforehand and just write some notes down so you know what you're going to write about. But you didn't want to do that, did you? No. That's not exactly how I did it. I did, like, idea. Give me an idea. Mm. Another idea. Oh, question coming up ahead. Yep, so we're just going to stay to the side, okay? Keep walking, we can walk. But we're just going to keep six feet apart. We're going behind all people's houses here. Mm-hmm. That's, I think this trail is pretty nice. 
It is pretty nice. Well, I like that it's away from the road and the cars and stuff, so we're not in the way at all. You know? Yeah. So, so when you started writing the Spider Owen book, you didn't really start with any ideas. You just started writing, and just let the ideas kind of come and form in your yeah. head. And then the more you wrote, the more ideas you came up with yeah, to do. I remember you were saying you had the the character. Is he called Spider Owen? The character. Yeah. That's the character. character. The character went to like um, what was it? Spider University, Spider Man University, or something? Well, then he go to school to learn how to be a superhero, kind of. Spider school. Spider school. So he did that to kind of learn to become a superhero and stuff. Yeah, like uh, the sticky webs. So I wonder if maybe when you were watching Into the Spider-Verse, you wanted to find out how he got the abilities and powers that he did. And... I was talking about your book, though, because you didn't put any of that in your book, did you? I know. We can still say hi to people. Here. Yeah, but we want to keep our six feet of distance. Socialize with them. Socialize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But not get close to them. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's now talk about your other book. That's the so, Winterstorm book. Ah. So where, what's the idea? Where did that all come from? The Minecraft Story Mode. Minecraft Story Mode. Okay, so that was the one where... So it's not actually just playing the game of Minecraft. It was the Minecraft Story Mode that made you want to do it? Yeah, besides, Winterstorm's on Xbox 360 or the iPad. Mm-hmm. But I think watching the story of Minecraft story mode, which is more of a story instead of just playing the game, where you just build stuff, I guess when you were watching that, you were inspired to then write and make up your own story, huh? Yeah. questions. You what? Minecraft story mode has questions exactly like the game Minecraft story mode in mm-hmm. season two. By the way, season two is not coming out anytime soon. It's only... Because they stopped making it, they, Minecraft Story Mode Season 2 is only on game and YouTube. Ah. But the YouTube is going to be someone filming the game. So those are the only ways you can see Minecraft Story Mode. So you were saying when you were, because you liked the idea that they were asking questions during Minecraft Story Mode. Yeah, so that, but the other part is that it gives you a time limit. Mm-hmm. That's the part I don't like. Oh, okay. You like being free or not having to rush things or decide. So did you uh, use, like, some of the same questions in your book that you're writing? It's just telling you what happened. It's like... 
questions are, it's like Minecraft. You don't have any questions, you just did it, and like questions, but then, but then that main character chose the question for you. Mm -hmm. That's exactly how it is. So let's talk about how you did it in your book then. Were you using some of those questions just to make up your own story and tell what you wanted, or what? So what was your story, what was your book kind of about? Who's they? Uh, you're the stone. Oh, okay, so the characters from the book. So you're doing like fan fiction, basically. Writing off of Minecraft and making, doing your, your own story. Yeah, but adding things like with the house of the Ender Dragon, that's actually what Soren does. Mm -hmm. Now, did you again do the same thing like you did with the Spider-Owen book, where you just wrote and let the story come out? Or did you think about some stuff and make some stuff up yeah, before? I did that. What? Which one? Like Spire School. So you just kind of wrote and let the story come out? Yeah. Hmm. So what do you think is the hardest part about writing? Well, coming up with the ideas, that's always been the hardest thing for me. Mm-hmm. Now, when you come up with an idea, do you like to think about it for a while, or do you just like to sit down and try and write it right away? Take a bunch of breaks? Yeah. <laughs> like to work out the details and work out the story you want to tell? What's going to happen, that sort of thing? Yeah. But that's all in your head, right? You don't write anything down until you're ready to write it? Yeah. In the next episode on, on my uh, book, I'm going to show since Jesse made a Witherstorm to the feet. Well, that winter storm is going to get more powerful than that winter storm is going to be on the loop. Now, did that, that same thing happen in Minecraft story mode, or you were just making that up? No, I just made it up. Cool. Because there can only be one command block. Oh, there you go. So you're, you're taking the rules from Minecraft story mode and then changing them to fit your story. Yeah, it's windy here. So you're changing the rules kind of a little to make up your own story. That's cool. You can keep walking. That tree is pretty. So, is there anything you think that's easy about writing? It's kind of easy when you start to. So you say once you've got your idea, then it's kind of it's a little easier because you know what you're going to write about? Yeah, but then when it gets farther and farther in your book and you're going to make a bigger, bigger book, mm -hmm. then, then it gets really, really hard. Why is that? Because there's so many ideas already that you can't think of anymore. Mm. That's the hard. So you get kind of stuck then? Because yeah. you don't know which way to go? That's why you usually take a little break. Uh-huh. See, when I have things like that, what I like to do is let the characters decide. Because if you're kind of deeper into the story already, and you're knowing what the story you're trying to tell, you know your characters, you know how they work and how they kind of do stuff in the world you made up. Yeah, but so, I already have another sentence. Mm -hmm. But so, 
That way, if you're not sure what to happen next, you kind of just let the characters decide in a way, because you write them, and they kind of tell you where they're going to go and what they're going to do. Make sense? That works for some people. I know other people only get stuck. And then you get a thing, what's called writer's block. It's what they call when you get really stuck and you just can't write anything and you think everything's bad and you just want to kind of quit. And it's called writer's block. But they never do, never do actually. What? Quit. No, you want to keep trying. All right, we're going to touch here and then go back. Actually, no, let's not touch. <laughs> yeah, we can do like air touch. There you go, air touch. Wait, I know, but we're going to go back over the... Well... Yeah, but I don't think it leads to another trail. It just goes across over there. So we'll, get, we'll start going back. Hang on, careful, because cars are coming real fast. Yeah, there's no real trail over there. Okay, Owen, come back. There's over there. Yeah, but I don't want to cross here. Come on, let's go back. We're pretty far away from the car, so now we can walk our... make our way back. Yeah. Oh, that's that pretty road. there too. It's also a what? A road. See, vehicles. Well, it says no unauthorized vehicles. Mm-hmm. Right. So what do you think is, what do you find most fun about writing? Fun just like the writing thing. I mean, when you're when actually writing? Done, when you're all done, it's like, oh, what do we need? Something yeah, it feels good to be all finished and have something fin hard, done yeah, and complete. Yeah, there are some people that do that. Copy or like copy photos. Yeah, well, some people, um, like, I type all my stuff all the way. I don't write anything with a pen and um, what they call They call it um, longhand when you write it out by pen. But there are some writers that do that, where they just write everything out in pen or pencil, the whole book, and then they type it up. But you see, they like to do that because when they start typing it up, they can edit it and make changes. They'll find, oh, this word actually works better here, or I don't really need this sentence anymore, or do different things that way. So that's why they like to type it up and and edit it along that way, you see? The problem is if I can't read it. Oh, that's the other thing, too. It's the other good thing about typing. Yeah, but what if you can't read it and you type it? Well, that's the other problem, yeah. I'm just saying, so that way if you're typing it from the beginning, then you don't have that problem. But that's also why you're learning to write, and you practice it. And that's why writing a book is good, because yeah, it's like practicing your writing. Spiraling book with words was horrible. Well, oh, with the writing in it? Yeah, yeah, to compare them. with that color pen. And I started using pencil. Now, did you finish Spider-Owen? Yes. Good. And then what about your uh, Minecraft with a stolen book? I haven't yet. That's what I've been saying. I've had a couple more sentences in my head. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you ready? You want to, when you get home, you want to start writing those? Yeah, maybe. That sounds good. Ooh, that is mine. Now, have you had any other ideas about doing something else? Another project? Hey, look, Caterpillar. Right here. Moving along. Just leave him alone. He wants to go across. Owen, oh, just leave him alone, please. I've never seen a caterpillar before. Yeah, well, they see other colors and everything. They camouflage nicely. So they hide in the trees, the branches, and the roots, and everything. Yeah. 
So yeah, have you had any other ideas for another project, book, or story you want to do? this book I'll go on to something else yeah well hopefully yeah because you always want to keep writing because like reading or anything else the more you do it the better you get at it it's practice and the other good thing that makes you better at writing is do you know what 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 do you think practicing a bunch and writing a bunch mm -hmm. but what else has a lot of words that are useful to learn the dictionary yeah what about reading yes because when you read a lot, you learn new words, you learn the ways people talk to each other, you learn new ways of doing sentences and paragraphs. And stories. Mm-hmm. It can give you ideas fiction for your books. own stories. Even fiction books. Mm -hmm. Oh, especially fiction books. Sometimes you can be stuck in a part of your book, and then you'll read some other books, and all of a sudden that'll help you get unstuck and realize how you can fix your book. Mm -hmm. So you're not really thinking about anything else right now? You'll just wait till you finish the uh, Witherstorm book and then yeah. you'll see if you want to do another thing? You don't want to plan too much? You just let it happen? Yeah. I can choose not to or to not write more stories. Now, do you have any questions for me? Because I've been writing since I was... Uh, what, 15 or so? So a long time. What is your, what is the last book that you wrote? Well, I'm writing one right now. Oh. And I have a few books that I still haven't finished. Uh, well, at least one that I haven't finished, which is uh, to do with uh, King Arthur and that whole time period, medieval period and stuff like that, which I want to reading, get back to one day. I've been reading one of Dad's books called Ostia. Yeah, you read the book that was adapted from the show. That's right. Yep. Yeah, I've been Mm -hmm. And one day I want to write um, a separate Ostium book series that has different stuff from happening in the show, but it all happens in the same world and kind of makes the story more complete. But still going to be in it, right? Uh, probably, yeah. He'll come uh, later on. I'm not sure yet. I think it's going to be a big, giant 10-book series I want to do. Of long books, but it's much, much bigger than, than the Austin like podcast. Like you can include your family and stuff? Hmm. The thing is, when you include real people, or you say, oh, it's not really them, but then if that person does something not nice or something that the, per the real person doesn't like, then they can get offended by it. Well, that too, yeah. You should always get permission for things like that. Yeah. But, I mean, if I, like, used you in a book and then you were doing something silly, you might not like that, you see? But I might need to do it to make the story go along. Yeah. So that's why usually you'll see in most, if most... If you wanted me, I wouldn't matter at all. Oh, you wouldn't mind? That's nice. Yeah. But uh, most fiction books, if you look, usually around the copyright page, it'll say the characters in this book are fiction. They're all made up and they're not based on any real people. Because otherwise some people might think, oh, that was based on me, I don't like that. Any other questions about writing you have? What was your first book ever? Ah, uh, that's a good one.
do a photo real quick of the sky here. It's pretty. So what was the question again? What was your first book ever? That I wrote? Yeah. Uh, I was 15 or 16, I think, yeah. And it was a book called Home by the Sea. And I wrote it on an electric typewriter. Oh. And I remember one cool thing about it, because I was your, it's like a typewriter, except it's electric, so it sounds it's really noisy. But the one cool thing is it had an erase button where it would use a little bit of whiteout to clear a mistake if you made one. Well, the coolest thing is if you don't have to write it, you can also just, like, uh, on the computer, mm -hmm. you can, like, get a blank piece of paper on it, and then you can type out your book, and then you could copy all the pages like that instead of having to write it, write the whole story, and then type it out and then mm -hmm. print it. Yeah. That way it's easier. And besides, if you use pen, it's not good. Why? Because you can't erase it. I know. But some people are okay with that. Some people like to scratch out stuff and write notes around things. That's some, people have different ways of how they do their writing and how they edit their stuff and things like that. So that's why it works for some people. Um, but yeah, so that first book was called Home by the Sea. Uh, I don't have it anymore, but I can vaguely remember in my head that it had... I can vaguely remember in my head that it had aliens in it. And that it was a house by the sea. That's about all I, I thought. It was a haunted house by the sea. That's what I remembered. So I was like, I was writing a haunted house story, but I was like, oh, I needed to have something more. And so I added aliens. <laughs> my first book I know it was uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Which we've been talking about, yeah. Ooh, let's take a look down here. This is like a jungle tree. You gonna come down? I just want to take a look down here. Oh, it's a way to get across over there. Well, I don't want to do that today. But look, let's look at the river here. Yes. I didn't know it was running here, this brook. No, let's not cross Owen. No, I can. Okay, but you don't want to do a fail, Army. <laughs> So there you go, Owen. We kind of did something really different there, where we found this other little trail off the main trail, yeah. and we're now we're following it. Exactly, that's a what I was going to talk about. Exactly. It's what they call a tangent in a story, where you or a subplot, where you talk, start talking about something else. And sometimes you can do it, and you don't know where it leads. And sometimes you might have to just go back or delete it all, or get rid of it, because it doesn't work. Or maybe, wait, what would happen if you're there? I don't know. I, we're to stick with this way, though, because this maybe way is... that could be our next thing, or next We could try, but this way is heading towards, back towards the car. Yeah. Right, well, I think this way is going to lead us back to the car, so we'll, yeah. we should be okay. Well, we don't know, because that way is going a little more exactly. I know, we'll see. If it goes too far to the right, then we'll have to go back over the bridge, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so what books do you like to read? 
There's a box for the to have red Dogman. Dogman, mm -hmm. you like those? So, and those are funny books, right? Yeah. You like comedy? If you're wondering what Pharaoh Man is, it's the best show <laughs> ever. Where people Butterf fail, like if you jump off a diving board, then they go like, whoop, then they just fall straight down. It's very weird. Do you think you're gonna to wanna to keep writing all of your life? No, probably not. Why not? Well, I could write stories now and then. That's what I'm probably going to do. Write stories now and then. Uh-huh. Occasionally. Well, here's my question. So, when you're writing a story, are you writing it for yourself? Are you writing it just because it's fun to do? Yeah, Hang on. Are you writing it for us to read? Or is it all of those things? Anyone to read. So you want someone else to read it? Yeah. Because you want to tell this new story that you haven't done, that hasn't been written before, and you want other people to read it. Because it seems like it's a thing you want to keep doing for the rest of your life if you have all these stories in your head to tell. Yeah. But I guess you want to say you might write a story. It depends if you get an idea, the story, and the story idea comes to you, right? Yeah. That's when you'll do write a story. But if you don't have any ideas for a while, then you just won't write for a while, right? Yeah. That makes sense? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, like you know what I find is really good for giving me ideas for writing stories and working things out? What? Taking walks like this. Definitely. When I'm stuck on something or I want to come up with something new, I just take a walk out in nature and just breathing and seeing and hearing everything. It helps get my brain going and thinking about stories and writing and stuff. Even Yep. Even like the the world, anything. Any, you know what? And I wish I learned this earlier. Mm-hmm. As a writer, or what? Uh, yeah, but I just thought of it. Mm-hmm. Anything you want can be in a story. Mm-hmm. Aliens, we don't even know if they exist. A map, robot. And the cool thing is, it doesn't cost money to, when you're writing a story, to make up stuff. Like if you're making a movie, it's going to cost money if you want to shoot it in space, do it in space, and you have to make all these special effects and stuff, you know? Or if you're doing a, a TV show or play or things like that, you always have to set it for a stage. Whereas with writing, it's all going on in your head and it's all going on on the page. Yep. Right? Do you want to help break that for you? Yes. Yeah, I have a cat tail. And I put it for my tail. So, yeah, you're saying you can make up anything in a story and put it in there, and it's totally fine because you're just making it up, and there's no limits. Dad, we're too far almost. I know. I'm starting to feel like we, got, we have to go back because I don't see a way to cross there. Let's head back this way. Yay, now we get to go across the bridge. <laughs> Stay alive. No, I'm just yep. But yeah, you were talking about an important thing there where there's no, no limits to when you're writing, what you can put in there, what you can do. And the important thing is too, no one can tell you to say, you know, to say, well, you can't do that. It's like, well, you can, it's your story and you can do what you want. You also say, but one thing about writing does cost money. What? How 
probably shouldn't have for the whole entire world. Well, yeah, that's a whole different thing. But that's what I'm saying. If you want, if you want to try and get millions of people to read yours, then you need to publish it. But if you just want a few people to read it, then you can just type it up and print it out and give it to people. These are like let's um, keep walking. Trees from the jungle. They are. They're very nice. It's like a hanging willow type tree. No, it's just a wild Maybe. nature area. Hmm. Well, it's because it's got the creek here, you see, so that's why it's so green with all the stuff growing. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's actually one thing I would definitely say I like most about writing is there's no limits. You can do whatever you want. You can put in whatever you want. Now, you do have to make it so that it works for the story you're telling and the characters. Yeah. Like, if you had a character who lived in a home and wanted to go to space, they couldn't just, you know, buy a plane ticket to space all of a sudden. You'd have to create rules and stuff for that system to say, well, they have rocket ships that go to space, and the person just won the lottery, so now they can go to get that ticket to space, you know? They can't just do it automatically. So that's why you do have to do a bit of setup when you're creating fantastical things, you know, things that are less likely. But I think that's also why people like to read fictional stories of, of what they call speculative fiction, which is your fantasy, your science fiction, your horror, this stuff. Yeah, yeah all the like made up stuff that's like kind of not normal, not your normal everyday stuff. Because we live our lives and we do our jobs, our daily jobs, or you go to school, and a lot of it's pretty much the same and predictable what's going to happen. Whereas in a story, you can make anything up and anything can happen. And I think that's why people enjoy reading stories. That's definitely why I enjoy reading fantasy and science fiction stories, to see where things are going to go and see what's going to happen next. And it's something I'm not going to get to experience in my lifetime, but I want to read about it in other stories. But I will get to experience in my lifetime. You're going to experience some stuff, yeah. Most of it. You'll get to experience, yeah. Because you have been doing other things Mm -hmm. I have a way longer life ahead. Yeah, well, like, um, when I was younger, I could have read about the Internet before it even existed, which I, I didn't do, but I could have done. Because I grew up before the Internet existed and before everyone had a computer, and now it's standard. Before everyone had a little computer on their cell phone, which is what those are. I've read some stories, some science fiction stories about those, and then those came true. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing, too, is when you're reading a lot of these fantastical stories of made-up stuff, it can help inspire you to actually try and make them for real. So, like, you can be building stuff in Minecraft, and then when you're older, maybe you'll become a computer scientist or a video game developer or an engineer or some other kind of scientist. Or a person who builds worlds for people. Yeah, well, who does an architect or whatever, and then, and then you can actually try and make this happen. Here's the trail here. So you can actually try and... What I mean by is, like, build worlds for people, mm -hmm. build, like, Minecraft worlds. Well, that too, yeah. But, I mean, you kind of got the idea from Minecraft when you were building that world there, and then maybe you become an architect, and then you're going to make this building that you built in Minecraft. That's why these kind of creative games are really important to help inspire you. Okay.
That one, it's a good solid bridge. We're okay. Well, just is a good wide plank, so just walk slowly. Ooh, that's cool. The water is getting red. It's because of the um, roots and leaves underneath. You can take bigger steps. You're okay. Just walk normally. There you go. No, it's not. But why is there a crack in it? It's because it's an old plank, but it's still okay. It's like a wooden plank. Mm hmm. Woof. Stop barking. Stop barking, wolf. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's you know what, Minecraft? That wolves can be used for, for actually doggies. For what? Doggies. Doggies? Oh, you can make pets of them? But the easier way, an easier way is, um, is to write, instead of writing in real life, you can also write in Minecraft. How? You just have to get a book of quills. Oh, you can do that as a character in Minecraft? Yes. But can you make up a story that way? Yes. <gasps> That's cool. I didn't know that. So you can do a story within a story. Yeah. That'd be kind of a cool thing to put in a book almost, where like a person gets, who disappears or something, and no one knows what happened, but their good friend knows that they're a big Minecraft player. So they go into their world to check their Minecraft world, and then they find that their character's written a story there, and they open up the story that tells them what happened to that, to that person in real life. That'd be kind of cool. All right, so we're almost, uh, almost back to where we started. So any last things you want to say about writing or questions you have? I've enjoyed this walk. Good. I've enjoyed it too, yeah. It's a nice day and everything. After all, it is my first time. If you wonder what age I am, I'm age six and a half. Uh-huh. Almost seven. Almost seven. All right. Well, I think we'll start doing our... We got anything else to say? Well, I do like writing also. I know you do. That's why I wanted to talk about writing with you today. Yes. Because I thought you can talk about it. Ooh, it's also a little passion. Yeah, but we'll stick to this one. Yeah. You don't know if that goes Well, we do. This is about exactly the right length we wanted today. So I think we're going to wrap this episode up today. It's a good stopping point. Um, yeah, thank you for listening. Thanks for downloading and subscribing. I hope you enjoyed our surprise guest today, Owen Talander, my son. Maybe I get to be on another one. Maybe. We'll see. If people ask for it, we we'll might have to bring you back. Yeah. Um, I have new episodes coming out on the first of every month. If you go to the Ostium Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Podcast. You can get access to all the photos I take from today, as well as the audio. And I think for this special episode, I'm going to post the complete audio, unedited too, of all of us, to, of Owen and I doing a little chit-chat back and forth, because there's some funny bits in there that I'll probably cut out from the episode, but I'll post it into the full version. So you can get access to all that for as low as $2 a month on our Patreon. Again, that's patreon.com slash osteumpodcast. Again, appreciate you listening, and I'll see you on the next episode. And the coolest thing is that I'm following him on Patreon. <laughs> Bye.
BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code CHAMPION200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions at your fingertips all season long. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 when you bet $10 on an MLB. MLB game and either team hits a home run. Sign up today and find out why nothing beats a win at the King of Sportsbooks. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire 7 days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Is your savings just sitting there? Well, put it to work. A premium online savings account from PenFed earns way more than the national average, so you can get your savings working on earning you a vacation, or a new kitchen, or that fancy exercise mirror. Apply at PenFed.org savings. Premium online savings account holders must agree to electronic delivery of account opening disclosures and monthly statements. $5 minimum required to open an account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. PenFed's got great rates for the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer.